Welcome to episode 246 of the Outback Mind podcast. Gee, it's been an amazing journey over the last two and a half years. Uh, put together 246 episodes, we've had some pretty amazing guests, or everyone's been an amazing guest that we've had on, but uh, today we have uh, singer-songwriter Diesel. Uh, now, a lot of you may remember Johnny Diesel and the Injectors from uh, back in the day. Diesel's been a household name in Australia for the last 30-odd years uh, with some amazing songs, uh, amazing hits, uh, and a new album just about to come out, so we're going to talk about that. But also, more importantly, uh, his own mental health journey and some of the challenges he's faced. So we do see on the outside, um, you know, people and perceive them uh, to be, you know, happy, healthy and well, but sometimes um, there's other things going on. So, you know, Diesel's... um, been quite open recently about this sort of stuff and I guess it's taken him a long time to build the courage up to talk about this so uh, we're going to have a deep chat about that today. Uh, If you'd like to um, maybe uh, have a chat to us about getting us into your workplace or club to screen the documentary we just released called Healing Healing Men's Minds. Uh, We've been getting it around to workplaces uh, in Queensland recently. Uh, It's also a great um, uh, story to show uh, your club, sporting club, with regards to men's health and also helping other men develop their mental health literacy. So, um, yeah, be keen to uh, see what we can do to help out. And I think it's very important moving forward that we equip ourselves with tools and knowledge to be emotionally well rather than um, experience poor mental health. Uh, you know, our, our job is to be able to help create good mental health but also maintain that good mental health without, uh, you know, uh, fear of guys speaking about stuff, it's really important that we stick together in regional communities. So appreciate uh, you listening in. I'm sure you're going to enjoy, your chat, uh, enjoy the chat and appreciate your, uh, your feedback if you want to touch base to support it at backmind.org.au. Diesel, welcome. Cheers, Aaron. Oh, mate, really grateful to have a chat with you. Um, I've actually really admired your music since I was a young fella. Um, I think back in the late 80s and 90s you were, you were, you were getting amongst it and... Um, yeah, it's sort of, uh, it brings back a lot of memories here in some of the songs that you wrote uh, back in the day. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm, um, yeah, I'm just happy I'm still doing what I love to do. And that's that's really uh, something to be, well, for, I feel it's something to be grateful for. And I'm very grateful for that. Because <laughs> a lot of people just don't like their jobs, you know, and yeah. they're just stuck in them. So, oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, I love my job. And. Yeah, I'm so happy that I can still do it. Do you know, mate, um, I always speak about it. Everyone's got a, a reason for being here and everyone's got a purpose. And if we can just be confident enough to be able to break through some of the barriers that we've got to to reach that and work harder, I think it's definitely achievable. Would you agree? Yeah, I think anything is um, that, that, that anything that's a passion for you, for, for somebody is, is, you know, you've got... You know, we've all got our things that we've got to do, and I'm just, I'm lucky that my passion happens to be, you know, my my job as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, things that give you joy, yeah, definitely gravitate towards those. I I, I always recommend to people, yeah, just find something that is yours. You know, whatever it is, um, if it's yeah, playing an instrument, or yeah, going out and on a on a paddle boat or whatever like uh, whatever it is that is extra curriculum because you got sometimes you know like work and yeah just the normal curriculum things aren't are not you know enough to kind of they're not they don't have bring enough passion so yeah well said mate it's it's really important that people find balance and i think 
know, the world uh, is more stimulated now than, than it ever has been, you know, so we've got to be able to tap into what we call the parasympathetic nervous system and do what it is that makes us feel calm. But, you know, try and do that on a daily basis, I think, is really, really key. If we're sort of tense and stressed all the time, then I think our minds are busy and uh, eventually we end up with disease physically and mentally and um, it's not a healthy way to live. So I think finding something that makes you feel calm and balanced is, is really, really key. Absolutely. Mate, um, I've got, you know, I've got my, my methods and, um, you know, I have my days, of course, where I feel my stress levels are higher than others, but I, I, you know, I find that my little meditational things that I can start with in the morning, I actually use an app. Um, it's, uh, you know, a guided meditation and it just really, it's just kind of like, I, I look at it as, as tuning myself, not so much for myself, but just it's a great way of starting the day to kind of attenuate yourself for the, the people around you. Mm-hmm. And in, inadvertently, you know, when you attenuate yourself to, to be a better person to be around with other people, it's like you, it ends up you had to have a better day, you know. So that's just one, one thing that I, I like to start um my day with and it sounds like these are all such you know cliche it's like yeah i've tried meditating you know like didn't work you know i i I know it's not it's not for everybody but i have several forms of meditation um i'm so lucky in that department because um apart from the literal meditation uh there's the running that i kind of am obsessed about doing every day (laughs) I guess my only problem is is that I am kind of obsessed with it. I'll you know I get bummed out if it's raining because I, I refuse to run in the rain because I always get a chest a chest cold when I do. <laughs> but um, yeah, most days I, I do, especially when I'm on the road. And the other meditation course is, is playing music. It's such a great thing to get my brain into that space where all those endorphins are kicking. And um, but I also have become more aware of. Um, in my job, um, the incredible depletion of, you know, I have such a rush of serotonin and dolphins and what have, what have you when I'm on stage and then I, when I come off, I'm depleted and I need to recharge those batteries and um, that's where many a person in my vocation has, you know, made the, you know, the not so great choices of medicating themselves and choosing all the wrong things, you know, because... Um, yeah, you, you're incredibly sort of high when you're on stage and then you come down and you feel like so low, basically. So I, I've, I've learned to deal with those lows a lot better and I, and I just think I know, you know, how that feeling is kind of going to affect me and I'll, I'll go and put myself in, in the, the cold ocean. It's a lot like recovering from a, from a sports game or something, you know. You need to kind of do all the right recovery things. Yes. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really lucky, but I, I feel that everybody has these highs and lows in their, in their life, um, these peaks and valleys. And, you know, it's about managing that and not just kind of medicating yourself to kind of, you know, be, be like basically numb all the time. Because I, I have an old saying, which is uh, sweeping things under the carpet will um, only make a bump and you, end up, you, you know, end up tripping over the bump <laughs> at some point and hurting yourself, yeah, <laughs> which right. I have done. So, oh, most of us yeah. have, mate. You know, you hit on some really important things, and thank you very much for sharing that. But, um, 
You're right. Like at school earlier on, we were made to sit and think, you know, and these are the skills that we really need to embrace in modern life to be able to settle the mind down and tune in in the morning, whether that's meditating or walking or just getting calm, you know, to start your day. Yeah. Uh, I think it's really key. And the other thing was is most people go to work and they, they leave work the same way that you leave the stage sometimes, like really depleted and, um, you know, or, or maybe still mm-hmm. amped up, you know. So to have a, a, post, a post-work, you know, restoration time I think is really key. You know, booze will do it, but you get a kick in the ass from that. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think uh, certainly to do something which gets you back to your calm, natural state again is only going to benefit you and everyone else around you. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to kind of... Uh, Kind of uh, be uh, like the anti have a glass of wine sort of thing, but at one point I, I, I you know, I've been running now, um, and I, you know, I understand it's not it's not for everybody, but I think for one, there was one point where I, I was probably about fifteen years into my running journey, and I just a little voice in my head popped up and said, "Why are you doing this?" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I've had that. like. Like what the fuck, you know? Like just go, kind of go back and get comfortable, you know. Sit down, like, <laughs> and and I kind of laughed to myself as this voice popped in my head, and then I went, "Hang on, why am I doing this?" It's a good question, and it just it started my my mind looking for like the real, real truth, and I came up with this equation. I worked it through my mind, and it was like, you know what? I do this because. It always hurts, you know, every time I, I mean, I'm so, you know, match fit. I can run upstairs, I can run up whatever. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like a hardened piece of, you know, leather. <laughs> yeah. But every time I go outside, Aaron, the first five minutes, my body goes, don't do this, go and sit down, relax, you know. Yeah. It's still that little thing in my brain that says, like, what are you doing? Like, you know, and I've, I've figured out that if you push through that, Pain, we, I always have to push through the pain barrier and then, then you start feeling good. And then when it, what, what the equation is, it's a very simple one, like drugs, alcohol, you know, whatever, eating, you know, a, a whole packet of Tim Tams, whatever it is, um, you'll get a good feeling. Then you'll feel like crap. With the, with the, with the, with the exercise, um, you, you get some pain and then you feel amazing. So I've, I've just flipped it. So it's it's gratification later instead of like you know just we, we always go for like instant gratification mm. and that's that's for me it was like now i know why i do this because i've figured out that you know drinking so many drinks that i wake up the next morning feeling like i hurt now i've actually hurt myself <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. like yeah. i'm paying for it with with the with the running thing for me it's like i pay first then i get the pleasure so yes. yeah, yeah it, it's it's a equation an equation that not a lot of people uh, really want to hear. I think because we're naturally always trying to make ourselves comfortable. As humans, we're always going towards comfort, more comfort, a cushier pillow, a better couch, a, a car that has a better comfort. Everything is just comfort, 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 and distractions. We're constantly trying to distract ourselves with, you know, uh, our iPads, our TV, our phones, whatever it is, um, and. Yeah, running is just, you just have to do that. There's just nothing, there's no getting away from it. I don't even use earbuds anymore because I nearly got run over by a car once and I've realised that I need to just listen to my internal dialogue when I'm running. And that's what I do, I clean my desk, that's what I call it. Mm. So... Mate, mate, that's so, uh, like, wonderful to hear. You're talking the same language as me. 
I've been running for about 10 years or more and um, uh, I've backed off because I started to get too competitive and that wasn't the reason that I started. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but mate, what happens is, is you, you, you get out of your thinking mind, your breath gets into a rhythm, you, you know, mm-hmm. your mind starts to get out of the road, you slow down mentally and then you get into a relaxed rhythm again. And you know what it's like when you've got just the sound of the breath and, and you moving yep. through time and space, it's beautiful. And yeah, that, that's a form of meditation in itself, you know. But I had to put myself through a lot of pain and, and pressure to, to, to get to that stage, you know. But for anyone listening, I just think it's one step at a time. It's just the small stuff that can actually lead to something, you know, pretty special. And it's just you versus you at the end of the day. Um, what yeah. happens is we, we compete against ourselves and we compete against other people. That's the way we're being trained. But I think it's just a, an attunement for yourself. And, um, mate, it's, it's so great to hear that you, you do that. Yeah, it really is, you know. Um, it's like it also a detox for me. I, I'm around, um, you know, the computer a lot during the day. I, I make music on it. Um, like a lot of people, they're staring at some kind of screen these days. And at the end of the day or in the at the beginning of the day, which it's some part of the day, I, you know, get run away from all technology and just mm. literally just go and suck, suck oxygen for like an hour. Yeah. And, so- yeah. That's, that's like one hour out of 24 out of a, a, a out of a cycle of the, the Earth's rotation is, you know, not, not a lot of time really, but mm-hmm. it makes all the difference to me. Oh, same with me, mate. We're, you're a little bit older, I'm 51, but, you know, it took me 40 years to work it out. But, um, but, prim- <laughs> <laughs> but primarily, yeah, you're just getting into you know, your, your own natural rhythm again. And, um, yeah, you did right. It's a small investment. I, I invest personally, you know, 10% of my day to my well-being. So that's, you know, a couple of hours in the morning and then it's like, you know, 45 minutes at night to go for a long walk or whatever. Um, yeah. But the morning is moving the body and it's actually, you know, getting, getting uncomfortable comfortable but then when when you get to stretching and, and meditation it's better because you've sort of got all the thoughts out of the way yeah it really it, that's the bit that you know i call it cleaning my desk my mother always used to say to me before i realized what it's like you know when i started getting really busy and um you know i she could see that i was going to be an active like working musician and she would always say to me you know, make sure you take time to, like, reflect. And I'm like, yeah, mum, sure. Like, well, I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You know, and really it is just, like, looking in inwards and seeing what's going on every day. Like, what, 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 what's going on with me? You know, attaching your head, as silly as it sounds, you know, when I've talked to people when they're having existential crises or they're just, like, super, super you know, like just manic, they're getting so manic that they can't, and I'm like, you know, listen, um, firstly, let's try to connect your head to your body, you know, and they'll, you know, sometimes they'll go, what are you talking about? And I said, and I'll say, you know, when your head becomes such, it's just thinking so much that you're becoming, you know, you're ruminating to the point of like, if you're in denial that you have legs and arms and and a body, um, you know, that's, you are literally just like a head on a stick. Mm. Um, there's always going to be a problem. And that's the other reason why I run, because I get out there and I have to really concentrate on all parts of my body. Otherwise, I'm going to trip and hurt myself. It's that simple. You know, I found skiing to be like the most challenging thing when I when I, when I I tried snow skiing, because it was like, my God, you've really got to get in, this, in a Zen sort of meditational like focus, a hyper-focus that's, that's needed 
um, just so you don't go arse over Ted and, and really hurt yourself is, you know, it's such a great, great, great holiday because you just knack it at the end of the day and it's getting fit while, you know, the whole time. Having fun. That's it, mate. Well, it's, yeah. it's amazing to hear what you said because you're right and I've gone arse over Ted a few times running because I haven't been conscious and, and, and in the moment sort of thinking too much and that's... that's yeah giving you a kick up the ass when you need it. So, um, so yeah, mate, it's, it's really trying to, you know, get out of the thinking mind and, and get connected with the body. And it's, yeah. it's just amazing after you learn this sort of stuff, how disconnected we become, you know, to be able to sweep the mind and be able to get it out of the road, uh, whether that's through playing music or meditation or running or doing something, which is, which is going to promote good mental health, I think is really key. And, um, yeah, it sounds like it's working for you, mate, which is wonderful. And I, I did, yeah. I, I did um, have a chat with you before about you know you come out recently with a few things that you'd been battling with over the years, and one of them is anxiety. And um, I suppose it's something that creeps up that we're, un, we're unconscious of. But how did it look for you? Yeah, look, I, I remember getting these sort of panic attacks when as, as young as like five and six. That's when I remember, kind of, you know, um, you know, when you become like a child you're not a toddler anymore you're actually you know you're a little boy um and that's when i remember having you know like around first grade sort of um maybe even kindergarten and i didn't i didn't know what it was it was just these surges of you know um adrenaline running through my body and you know i've you know it it wasn't until a couple of years ago that i I read this book by uh, barry um mcdonoghue about the whole, you know, fight or flight. Mm. It's actually chemicals that when you get excited about something, it's like, yippee, it's the same actual um, chemicals, but it's just, you know, <laughs> instead of being excited, you're frightened by it. So, um, yeah, I guess once you sort of dismantle it and unpack it and you're not kind of, it's not so frightening. It's still like, oh, I hate this feeling, but you're like, at least when you know the chemical, the actual science behind it, it you're not sort of like trying to like, kind of dismantle a, a, a dragon or a boogeyman, you know, and you go, well, this is my body doing this, you know, okay. Yes. Um, and a lot of it is, you know, um, a control thing, um, you know, uh, like the, the feelings that I've had when I've had to fly, I've had so many flights in my life and at one point I just realised it's like, wow, I've, I've never freaked out about being on a plane before. It's like mm. this be the time I'm going to freak out, you know, and I did. Mm. And it was, you know, like my sister actually explained to me, it's like, well, it's because you're not in control. Um, you know, if if you're probably flying the plane, and I'm, I'm, and she's right, I, I was like, yeah, you're right, actually. If I was in the cockpit flying it, I'd be fine. <laughs> it's just like I've been put in the seat and, you know, it's like the door's closed and you think, wow, I've got absolutely no control over this situation. But it's, you know, if you, once you start looking at it, it's like, well, where do you, you know, there's so many things in life that you don't have control over. It's ridiculous. You can't even, you know, why do you focus on one one thing? So um, are we really in control of anything? Really, that's my question. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's becomes with wisdom. There's one thing about getting older is the more panic attacks I've had, the more, like, I'm blasting about it. It's almost like, oh, okay, this again, you know. Um, and, yeah, I know what I know the things that um, are, are triggering to it. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, every time almost I can look back, it's been after, I've, you know, I would probably indulge too much in, you know, recreational things of life and then, 
I would come down and in a in a hit a real low and boom, panic attack. You yes. know, it was yeah. like textbook. So yeah, it, it's 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 there's a lot of perils in um, my industry, and the life expectancy is not great. Um, it's not a nice thing to, to to talk about because no one wants to hear these things. But mm. it's like the truth is the music industry has a terrible life expectancy. And yeah, it's a really stressed, it's a stressful job that we do. We travel a lot. We're away from familiar things. So I've I've learned to kind of look after myself in the sense of like when I walk into a hotel room now, I, I you know I know it can be triggering. I know the smells, I, and you know, are triggering. I know all of those things are like triggering to me. So I I I don't you know do the things that I know they're going to make it worse basically. And um, it's nothing. It's no perfect kind of. There's no silver bullet, but I, I, I've got, like, some tools that I can deal with now. And I think for anybody out there, it's, there's so many great, great tools. I, I you know, I, I thank my lucky stars every day that I live in a country that I can go and talk to somebody. Um, in some countries in the world, it's, yeah, we don't have that kind of healthcare system, but in mental health, just like any other part of your body, like your feet or your heart or anything you know, it's, it's an organ in your brain in your body and you you need to um look after it and we you know we have health care here and there's no there's no reason not to go and, and speak to a therapist yeah mate that's that's amazingly um explained and you know good on you for that um but for also having the ability to be able to tune into yourself again to uh to see where you're at and you're right like we, we're getting sort of thrown around like a pair of underpants in a you know, washing machine sometimes, you know, and to be able to learn how our body's responding and our mind's responding and connecting the two, I think is a really, uh, you know, it's a great art form, but it's something that's available to all of us, I guess, if we um, open up and, and learn the skills to do it. So, mate, that's 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 really, really good to hear. And uh, I think, yeah, the anxiety thing is something which most people experience, but they maybe maybe think it's the norm, you know, and, and you're right, like being up and down is... Um, is not great all the time. It's sort of stabilising and trying to stay stabilised as much as possible, but know how to get yourself back to that state is really important. Would you agree? Absolutely. I, you know, I think I'm naturally, um, I'm a hypersensitive person. I'm a very um, empathetic, I know I'm an empath and I'm a hyperthinker. <laughs> these things I just, I know about myself. Um, but, you know, I, I these are the things that make me, a creative person too, I, I guess. So I, I can't sort of begrudge um, being bestowed with these qualities, and I just have to. I've learned to, yeah, manage manage that. And again, like, um, yeah, just kind of, uh, yeah, it's it's really easy just to kind of, you know, numb your feelings with, um, with well, just pick it, pick up any of the things that are readily available. And I, I, you know, I know alcohol is. The one that's like almost at every twist and turn, <laughs> especially, yeah, yeah, especially in my industry. It's like you know, as soon as you start playing music, it's like, oh, there's the writer. You know, you walk into the dressing room, and it's up. Uh, you know, it took me a few years to figure out. It's like, hang on, this is my job. Um, mm-hmm. How many jobs do you go to where there's a, a big, you know, ice bucket full of full of you know alcohol, like it, <laughs> yeah. you know, in the workplace? So. Yeah. For me, the, the combination. I mean, I still love a glass of wine here, here and there, but you know, I stopped drinking at my at my shows like twenty years ago, 
it, it was yeah probably more like 20 21 or 22 years ago and i realized the combination of adrenaline which i get so much of um when i'm on stage I, i'm full of adrenaline that and alcohol it, it can be fun but it also can be really like off you know off the richter scale mm. and kind of unpredictable you know i'd come off and just be like so excited or come off and be like what you know like that show didn't go as I planned, blah, 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 and start picking up furniture and throwing it around. <laughs> yeah. and that's, that's not like me at all. That, that's the combination of adrenaline and alcohol together, yes. which is a dangerous combination. So I figured that out and thought, okay, note to self, um, music is intoxicating enough as it is, and, and I'm actually, you know, it's not actually helping me become less nervy or whatever. It's actually making me more nervy. <laughs> that's that's it's like i'll just have that one drink to loosen me up and then i won't be so you know nervous it's like no actually i, I what i do before the show now um and um should be no surprise is is i run mm. <laughs> before i go and do a two and a half hour show where i'm completely like spent by the end of it i actually run before the show mm. and that way I, when i get to the show i've got um you know no Fs, no Fs to give because it's like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm coming, I'm, I'm got endorphins now and I'm going to walk under the stage relaxed, you know. Mm. It's the best, the best relaxation pill for me. So, yeah. Oh, mate, it works for you, which is, which is amazing. So, you know, do, do it. And um, I just think, yeah, whatever, whatever's working for, uh, for, for anyone listening, you know, try and stick to that. You've got a healthful way of doing it or an unhealthful way of doing it. And I guess in the music industry, there's so many that have done it differently, you know, over the, over the, the years. And I was just going to ask you, what are some of the highlights you've had, you know, throughout your career, um, you know, from when you sort of started till now? Oh, I've been so many. I'm... I got to talk about um, working with Tina, Tina Turner recently, and that was yeah, that really brought back a lot of great memories. Just an absolute um, consummate professional, incredible human, beautiful energy, and yeah, was on the you know the studio we 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 met, and then I went and did a bunch of dates around Europe with her. That that's something I'll never forget. Um, yeah, but I mean, I'm still I'm still you know. Trying to make the record that I, that I you know, that my favourite record. I'm still, I'm still trying to make. So mm. I that I'm, I'm pretty, pretty happy with the record I just, just made. Oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's never, it's never finished. It just keeps, it keeps going. You know, mate, you're putting yourself in a position to, to produce that because that'll come if you're, you're. You're showing up and doing the the healthful things that you're doing. Something will, will evolve, I'm sure. So I think the best for you is yet to come. You know, if you've still got that mindset, which is great. Yeah. Look, I think the, the, the you know the process and the journey is the enjoyable bit. There's no destination for me. I think in my business, it's like there's no, you know, like okay, I've achieved that. Um, um, I'm done now. It's like you know, uh, I've got my master's degree or whatever it is. It's <laughs> yeah, like that's still, right. Yeah, you can put up. I'm um, still, you know, around. the work and the whole thing is a work in progress. So, um, yeah, the, the chasing the, the elusive butterfly of of making the next, make, next writing the next song and making the next record. So be it. Oh, mate, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I know the album that uh, you've just released. I've listened to, and that's amazing. Can you tell us a bit about it? Yeah, well, I guess I had to keep myself busy. And again, like mental health was was very challenging through the through the pandemic. We we all found ourselves doing all kinds of things that we you know wouldn't normally do, and 
Um, for me, I thought, well, I'm going to use this time to use my studio and, I, I you know, this is what I, I know is my happy place. And I just really, I'll always look back at that time as a gift because I, it was uninterrupted. I wasn't, you know, having to pack my suitcase and kind of toddle off and get out. I was just in my studio indulging myself for like a good two years. Mm. So I made a blues record first um, called Alone With Blues because I made it completely by myself. And then um, Bootleg Melancholy came off the back of that. And that, again, I did that by myself as well. But then I got, when we were able to have people in our house again, I got my drummer who I've been with for, yeah, over 20 years now, Lee, Lee Malone, that came over and played some drums. And yeah, it was a triumphant sort of finish because it started out again in lockdown but towards the end of the process we sort of came out of lockdown so it was kind of one of those happy kind of happy sort of progress progress reports mm. oh mate amazing you know i i think you're right like that it's been a gift for so many people that that um that period because it made us stop you know, and it made us actually like yeah. re recalibrate. We could have went one way or the other. A lot of people went the other, but if we actually like saw it as a you know a unique opportunity, then we just um, we just sort of you know use the time to be able to be able to, to tap into things that we probably hadn't have done before. So that's that's tremendous to hear. So you've um, you know you've created those albums out of that period and. And mate, I, I'm looking forward to um, yeah the, the the future for you because with that positive mindset that you've got and the tools you've got in your life, I think that's going to create something pretty special for you. And hopefully, we'll get you up here in Queensland, in regional Queensland. You can play a gig sometime. I always yeah look, I'm, regional Queensland is is something that I you know been doing at least once a year um, for the last I don't know how many years. I always make it run. I'm very familiar with the Bruce the Bruce Highway. Put it that way. So yeah. uh, you go you go straight past my front door. That's for sure. So uh, <laughs> we'll have to try. Love, especially in the winter time, it's my favourite place in like July and August. It's my favourite place in the world. Oh, mate. Well, we'll we'll tee that up for next year. We'll go for a run and um, we'll see if we can make it happen. So uh, yeah, really mindful of your time, but uh, really appreciate the chat, mate. And um, yeah, love, love your work. Yeah, thank you.